Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. How are we all? I hope you're all doing well. I cannot believe, right... The clocks went back. When you're listening to this, it will have been like two weeks since the clocks went back. But on Saturday past there, the clocks went back and I had no idea. (laughs) No one told me. Literally not a single person told me. I didn't see it on social media. No one mentioned it. So I just, I don't know. It's so weird because I got an extra hour of sleep and I just had no idea. And I wish I knew about it because there's something so satisfying about knowing you got that extra hour. And I wasn't even out. This is the thing. I was in bed. It was a Saturday night. I was in bed. Me and my friend Robin had a yoga class in the morning. We were being really good. (laughs) I mean, it kind of makes sense why we woke up feeling refreshed. Obviously, your phone changes for you, doesn't it? You don't need to worry anymore about like changing your... Well, you have to change your watch. But yeah, you don't need to worry about changing it on your phone. So I just like set the alarm for the time I needed to be up for yoga and that like rejigs itself so I was still on time to everything I just had no idea it happened and then I was walking to dance a couple days ago and I was just thinking wait a second it's very dark here I feel like seasonal depression has hit me like a ton of bricks and I felt like everyone else was on the same level everyone have you not felt like the last week everyone's just been a bit like blur if that makes sense I know that's not really a word but everyone's energy is down. I don't know. I just feel like there's been a big shift and I was like, what's going on here? Seasonal depression's hitting everyone like a ton of bricks. And that's when it came to me. That No, sorry, it didn't even come to me. I'm lying. Someone mentioned it and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) This makes sense because I'm pretty sure the weather doesn't change that quickly within the space of a week. However, actually, I think the weather has changed massively as well. I feel like we've gone from autumn to winter within the space of literally less than a week. Like last weekend, it was very much hoodie weather. You know, I was out in a hoodie and joggers and I was completely fine. This week, you definitely need like your coat and your gloves, which I'm I'm kind of sad about. I was really getting into autumn. I think autumn could be my favourite season, you know. I really like it. I love all the colours of the trees. I love the weather, apart from the rainy days, but I love that weather where you can like wrap up, but not be cold. What I hate is when you wrap up and you're still cold, like you still can't get heat into you. But that's what I love about autumn. You, You can still do all the layering. Like I prefer all that type of fashion, but you're not cold. It's good. Right, so basically... I know I covered really, really briefly two episodes ago, someone asked in the girly chats episode, how to combat seasonal depression. And I think I probably spoke about it for like maximum two minutes. I also hadn't entered into that era, you know, (laughs) the really short days and the dark nights. And I know it's stupid because it was literally two episodes ago, but it was very much thinking about that time of year coming. Whereas now I feel like we're in that time of year. 
it's very easy to sit back before it started and be like oh just romanticize it like just get cozy blah 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 do this do that but then you forget like how much it actually hits you and how much that like overwhelming kind of like deep rooted feeling of just like sadness and I don't know god I don't know sadness and darkness just kind of sets in on you anyway long story short I answered that question before the clocks went back now the clocks have gone back seasonal depression is in full swing (laughs) I feel like let's do a full episode on this because not only do I think loads of people will benefit from this but I need this as well When I put the question box up on my story, I was very excited to read through all of your responses and to compose a big list of all your recommendations put together so I could share it with you guys. I know I did mention this in the... Do you remember I did that episode and it was like things I don't understand or like can't wrap my head around or something? And I talked about how I don't understand the clocks going back. And let me just reiterate that. (laughs) I literally still to this day, I'm completely baffled as to why we still do this. It literally doesn't make any sense to me. You don't gain an extra hour of light. You're just getting it at a different time. And surely people would prefer that time to be in the evening? Or I don't know, is that just me that thinks that? Because personally, I don't, like, I don't find that hard to get up. It's more that feeling when you're coming home from, say, work or school or uni or whatever it is, and it's already dark, that's what kind of gets me down a lot and makes me think that's my day done and I just want to get into bed straight away and not make any plans. Yeah, I I just don't get the whole clocks going back situation. It really doesn't make sense in my head. And when you look it up, okay, see if you Google it, it'll tell you something to do with the farmers. But that also doesn't make any sense because... (laughs) Well, first of all, the farmers, they're such a small percentage of the entire population. So why would you change the whole clocks for literally like not point not not one percent of the population? And second of all, it doesn't make a difference to the farmers because the farmers still get the same amount of light in a day. It's just at a different time. Yeah, I don't know. No one explaining this will ever be able to wrap my head around it. It's just one of those things that I w- I'm not on board with and I just think is pointless. I think actually a lot of countries, not every country does it, but a lot of countries now are like stopping it I'm pretty sure well when I was on the phone to my mum the other day and I was like telling her how baffled I am by it she was like yeah I'm pretty sure some countries are stopping it don't take my word on that that's just something Paula said to me so that could be wrong anyway I'm not going to give you a recommendation of the week this week I actually do you know what I did have one in mind and it was the Greg sausage bean and cheese melt and then I went to Greg's the other day and guess what they stopped it I was absolutely devastated. I was so buzzing, ready to go in there, get my little coffee and a free bake because you get like a free hot drink and a free bake when you download the app. Um, yeah, I had it in my head. You know when you have something in your head, like a particular item of food or a drink and then you don't get it and it's devastating. Well, it wasn't that devastating. Like I still got a sausage roll, but the vegan sausage bean and cheese melt is just out of this world. It's my favorite thing ever fingers crossed they've only taken it off the menu while they're getting their festive bakes in and then it'll be straight back in January but yeah let's get into my list of things to help you combat seasonal depression this year I've got 
30 things altogether that I think are really solid and I'm gonna elaborate on them and give good examples of all of them as well so it's not just like do this do that you know it's actual practical advice I will just say before I jump into number one see you people that replied to the question box saying to just move country or just go traveling for six months (laughs) you're not helping We see you sitting in your warm countries looking all smug but unfortunately that advice is just not feasible for everyone. People have jobs, people have families. Yeah, it's just not very practical so that is not going to be included on my list. (laughs) Okay, number one. I'm sure you guys have all heard this a million times before and it's one of the things I mentioned in that episode where I discussed seasonal depression recently and it was to get yourself a sad lamp it's actually called an sad lamp but i feel like people just call it a sad lamp but that stands for seasonal affective disorder lamp it's basically a really bright white light that imitates sunlight and you're meant to kind of put it on your windowsill and it just mimics having that bright light coming in you can actually step that up a notch if you've got a bit more of a budget to put towards this you can get sad lamps for really cheap you can get like 20 pound ones on Amazon. I'm pretty sure I got one in Lidl, but that was years ago. And you know what Lidl's like, their stock is never the same. But I got like a really, really big kind of like semi-circular one in Lidl. And that was only like £13. So maybe worth a try. But as I said, can't really guarantee that it would be there. But yeah, if you want to step it up a notch, you can also get this. It's like a sad lamp, but as an alarm clock. It's called a sunrise alarm clock. And basically what it does is You set the time that you want to wake up at and it will mimic a sunrise coming up through your window. So it'll start like warmer and not as bright and then it'll get like brighter and more white as it goes on until the time you're meant to wake up at and then it's like really bright. And I think it's just meant to be really good to help you get out of bed and kind of kickstart your circadian rhythm. I think our circadian rhythms are what's massively affected by these short days. If you don't know what that is, that's kind of like your internal, your internal body clock that like wakes up and responds to light. It's like your receptors that tell you it's time to get up and it's time to go to sleep when it starts to get dark. Yeah, that's your circadian rhythm. And there's a lot of things we can do to kind of like not manipulate our circadian rhythm, but to like work with it. And the sunrise alarm clock is something that is really good for that. I would love to buy one of these. I think next year I definitely will. I'm just in this weird situation at the minute because it's my last year of uni where I like don't really want to buy things because I know I'm then going to have to bring it back home. And like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like trying not to buy stuff that is going to be big and heavy for me to bring back. But I'm a, I sleep with my blind open because I like waking up to the light. So that is like a big thing for me that I miss in the winter. So I think for anyone like me that does like waking up to the natural light, I think it would really benefit you. Okay, so that brings us on to number two, which is literally what I just said. And that is sleeping with your blinds or curtains pulled open. And it just means that any light that is coming in, I know people wake up at different times. So like if you're a six o'clock riser, it's it's going to be pitch black so maybe there's no point in the in pulling the blinds or curtains but yeah it just means that any natural light that there is you will get if there is any 
I know this doesn't work for everyone though. I did get a few responses of people saying the complete opposite and that they prefer to have everything pulled shut because they don't like to look out and see that the sky is grey or to see that it's raining or yeah I think loads of people that kind of would put them off getting up out of bed if they were to see that which I can completely understand so I think this is definitely one of those ones where you just have to do what you think would work best for you. Number three is having a morning ritual that you really look forward to. Now I know not everyone is a morning person So maybe you'd prefer to have an evening ritual, but for me, I find having a morning ritual that I'm excited to wake up for, that is like my kind of sacred time, it sets me off on a good note, it kind of makes sure the rest of my day is better, and it also means that then when it comes to the evening, I'm a lot more content with just having a chill one because I had that time in the morning. If you're really, really not a morning person and you just can't see yourself ever developing that type of ritual or routine then by all means try and do it instead in the evening but there's really something to be said I think about that time spent on your own in the morning just I don't know it's like a little sacred space and the best thing about it is that you can just do whatever suits you you know no one's forcing you to get up and go to the gym for an hour no one's forcing you to I don't know go on a 5k walk or do something you just don't want to do like your morning ritual can literally be completely tailored to you it can be as simple as getting up 15 minutes earlier so that you've time to make a cup of tea and read a chapter of your book it could be waking up 15 minutes earlier to have a nice long hot shower and make yourself a nice breakfast you could do some yoga some meditation some morning stretches some journaling Anything that you feel is going to make you excited to get out of bed in the morning and look forward to starting your day. Okay, so number four kind of ties into that previous morning ritual point and it is if you can, go on a walk in the morning when the sun is coming up to expose yourself to the light. They say the best amount of time, well, the optimum amount of time for you to like expose yourself to natural sunlight and get the circadian rhythm awake is 30 minutes, I'm pretty sure. Because that could be wrong. I actually listened to a really interesting podcast recently about this. It was a guy called the Huberman, Huberman Lab. He's like a neuroscientist. His podcasts are very science heavy, but He's he's got quite a relaxing voice and he kind of breaks it down quite well. So it's not too hard to listen to. And he did an episode recently on sleep. A lot of the stuff he covered in the episode was to do with your circadian rhythm, which I find really interesting. And one of his big tips was to expose yourself to sunlight for 30 minutes if you can. And another big thing that kickstarts the circadian rhythm is exercise. So if you can tie those two things together by going on a walk while the sun is coming up or it doesn't have to be at sunrise it can just be when it's light outside that is literally the best thing you can do even I know I'm saying 30 minutes if you can't do 30 minutes don't do it if you only have 10 minutes to spare do that and just really take that time to make sure it sounds stupid but like make sure you're soaking it in like don't spend the whole walk staring at your phone screen maybe put in your earphones and play a podcast that makes you feel good and just kind of like take in your surroundings, let the light fill you up, get your vitamin D. 
if you really aren't able to do this, maybe you start work way too early to ever be able to have the time to do this before. And if that is the case, try and expose yourself to the light by being at a big window. Like if you're working from home, don't keep the curtains and blinds closed and keeping your room all dark and just like turning a lamp on. That's the worst thing you can do. Open it all up, sit by a window when you're working. If you're in the office, I don't know. I mean, I know this varies from office to office, but if it's one of the ones where you can like pick where you sit each day, try and get in there, get by the window. Your body will definitely thank you for it. Okay, number five, kind of similar to the previous one, but if you can, get out somewhere to watch sunrise. Maybe that is literally from your front doorstep. Maybe it's from a park nearby. Maybe it's from, if you go up to the top of your flat buildings, you're able to see it up there. It doesn't matter where it is, we get such beautiful sunrises and not as often sunsets because a lot of the time in the evening it's very cloudy but the winter sunrises are so beautiful and we often miss out on them. I think sometimes we forget to do these kind of like really simple but really wholesome things that make you feel so alive and content like when I'm on holiday or like when I was traveling I would always want to make it to the beach in time to watch sunrise or like there's so many trips you do that are based around oh sorry I meant to say sunset and then there's also so many trips you do around like getting up early to watch the sunrise and then you kind of go home and you just forget about that but like that beauty is still there for you to be able to see just because you're not on holiday or doing these things doesn't mean that you can't appreciate that in your own country. Number six is to take vitamin D supplements. You can get them in tablet form, you can get it in powder form, you can also get those little sprays that actually taste really good. (laughs) I actually need to go and get some. I'm going into town this weekend so I'm going to get myself some vitamin D. It's recommended for absolutely everyone across the UK and Ireland. I think from the months of, I want to say November to March or April that every person takes vitamin D. We just don't get enough sunlight, not only because of the shorter days, also just because of our jobs and our lives and everything. So yeah, take your vitamin D. Number seven is to make cozy plans with your friends or housemates. I think it's really unrealistic to think, oh yeah, I'll make this plan to go out here and there and everywhere in the winter because you are just gonna want to be cozy a lot of nights of the week and if you can just accept that and instead of trying to make all these plans to go out making like nice at home cozy chill plans whether it is movie nights or like a pizza making night you could someone suggested a doing like a flat come dine with me that would be really fun you could do like a games board night play monopoly stuff like that you could have a cocktail making type of thing And also recently I've been seeing a lot on TikTok is people doing boards night. So one person has to bring like a charcuterie board, one person brings a cheese board, one person brings a sweets board, you know, that type of thing. So everyone comes with different things and you all sit around together and you could either watch movies and eat them or have some wine and eat them. Okay, number eight is kind of vague, but I thought it is kind of worth mentioning and that is to just keep busy during the morning and afternoon so that when the evening comes you're actually 
tired and so ready to just go to bed and you don't feel guilty about it because of that. If you're normally someone that works out after work and you just find it's so hard to stay motivated when it's dark because you do just want to go home and go to bed, just make it in the morning and then you won't feel guilty about it. And then you'll be tired because you've gotten up early and you'll be so ready to get into bed. And I think there's something really nice about that kind of feeling of like appreciating the dark nights when you're tired and you just want to chill. You don't feel the obligation to go out when you feel like that. Okay, number nine is long hot showers and baths. I said showers there, like nudding coil help. Okay, (laughs) long hot showers and baths. I am a huge bath fan in the winter. I don't get them enough. I don't have a bath in my uni house, unfortunately, but I love having a nice bath when I go home. And I do find I do take a lot longer showers in the winter. Like in the summer, I'm very much a two minute shower kind of gal in and out. Well, obviously that when I'm not washing my hair. When I'm washing my hair, I'm probably in there for a good half an hour, Jesus. But in the winter, I definitely take my time with my long showers and not only in the shower, but also after. And I love just like taking that time to put my moisturizer on and spend time doing my skincare and putting my fluffy dressing gown on and my fluffy socks. I don't know, that just makes me feel so fuzzy inside or something. Number 10 is to start getting into festivities and start getting excited about Christmas. I find it really difficult, to be honest, to start getting into anything Christmas related until December. But I do think this is a really good tip because there's so much excitement around that time of year. There's so much you can be doing from like planning to like making lists for presents, for what to buy from other people or for what to ask for from people. Even just little things like starting to listen to Christmas music, decorating your house, watching Christmas movies, going to Christmas markets, all these types of things, going present shopping, getting your Christmas pajamas out, you know, all that Christmas stuff that makes you feel good. Maybe also start thinking about like organising your Christmas nights out because I know you have to be quite organised with stuff like that and have it booked in advance for a lot of things. So yeah, organise your Christmas nights out, organise your secret Santas. Just start thinking about it all and getting excited about it. I know though this only works then up until Christmas (laughs) and then after that the excitement is obviously gone because it's done but it's still a good thing for like November and December kind of time. Number 11 is to sit outside on your lunch break. So whether you work in an office from home, doesn't matter where you are, everyone, pretty much everyone gets a lunch break right at some point in the day and it's gonna be bright at that time okay it might not be bright in the morning when you're on your way to work it might not be bright at the end of the day so really use your lunch hour or your lunch half hour whatever it is that you get use that to your advantage go and sit outside on a bench if it's raining sit on a step somewhere with an umbrella if you live in a flat and don't have a garden go for a short walk it's so easy to just let your lunch break go without even really realizing it and like you know talking shit to some co-workers or scrolling through TikTok and before you know it you're 45 minutes into your break and you need to be like going to the toilet and getting ready to start again. So I think it's really important to like consciously remember okay I need to make use of my lunch break today and go and sit outside, go for a walk, go grab a coffee and people watch somewhere, watch the world go by. 
Okay, number 12 is to have self-care evenings or weekends or I don't know, days, (laughs) just whatever you want, just to practice self-care. Self-care is different to everyone. For some people, self-care is like a pampering evening, having a bath, doing a face mask, that type of thing. For some people, a self-care evening is watching a movie they've wanted to watch for ages. I think just like looking after yourself and your well-being. I think we've kind of got this idea in our head that self-care is beautifying stuff like skincare and fake tanning and that type of thing, which to a lot of people it is, don't get me wrong, if that's what makes you feel like you're looking after yourself, by all means go ahead and doing that. But break it down, you know, self-care is caring for yourself and if caring for yourself looks like binge watching a series, then go and do that. Or if caring for yourself looks like spending the evening reading, do that. Or maybe it's washing your hair and doing a hair mask. There's so many different things that fall under the bracket of self-care. Number 13, this is probably my favourite one and that is taking up a new hobby that can be done from the comfort of your own home. So things like learning to knit, learning to crochet. Maybe you haven't read a book in so long since you were in school and now is the time to pick up reading again. Maybe you want to start learning how to cook or bake, even like learn a language, I don't know, download Duolingo or get like it. So many people do online tutoring now for languages as well. I would love to do that. There's also just little simple things like adult coloring books. You could buy yourself some paints and watch a little paint with me YouTube or something like that. Just anything that allows you to be cozy at home but doing something new and not feeling guilty about not going out because you're doing your new hobby. That kind of ties into our number 14, as I just mentioned cooking. And number 14 is to indulge in learning new winter warming recipes. Winter cooking is my absolute all-time favorite type of cooking. Don't get me wrong, I love cooking at all times of the year. I love like the fresh fruit and vegetables and salads and everything in the summer, but I have a real love for really nice hearty dishes and soups and curries and stews. I don't know, they just bring me so much comfort and I find them very satisfying to make and always kind of experiment, especially with curries, like always experimenting with different spices and different herbs and things like ramen. I'm always trying to test out different types of broths and different things you can put in your ramen to switch it up a little bit. It really gives me something to look forward to if I know I'm cooking something. Tonight I'm actually cooking, I'm going to do a big Indian feast and I'm going to do like a big dal and then like a tofu and potato and red pepper masala type of thing and I'm going to serve it. Well, I was going to make naan bread and then I thought, right Emma, chill out. (laughs) Just go buy naan bread and focus on the two curries. So yeah, I bought some garlic and coriander naan and I'm just going to serve it with some rice and I am so excited to get stuck into it. I think just trying to stop thinking of cooking as a chore and starting to experiment with it and see the fun side of it. It brings you so much joy, honestly. I love cooking. It's my favorite thing ever. Number 15 is doing little things you've been meaning to do all year, but 
kind of just keep putting off. I'm very bad for this. I feel like there is probably about 100 little things like this I can think of right now that I could definitely get started on. You know, just all those little things you've been thinking about doing for so long and you're always just up to your eyes. And now that things are slowing down a bit, you'll have that time in your house to do it. It could be repainting your walls. It could be like clearing out all your cupboards and reorganizing them. Um, A big one for me is getting all like my favorite photos printed and into like a photo album or scrapbook. That's something I've been talking about doing for honestly years now. Or maybe there's like a little DIY project you've been thinking of doing for a while. Go to Ikea, get your bits and bobs. And it's always so satisfying when you finally actually do these things. Number 16 sounds very simple, but okay, I feel like with Netflix and everything these days, you know the way series just kind of get dropped as like a whole thing and we're used to just watching things now like at once and binging everything as much as I love that I also think it's really taken away that aspect of like getting excited for the next episode of something for example like at the minute with the Kardashians coming out once a week I know I've mentioned it before I'm sorry I'll shut up about it but yeah with that coming out once a week I know on a Friday night well I think it comes out on a Wednesday or Thursday but I always watch it on a Friday night and that feeling of excitement I get when I get into bed on a Friday night ready to watch the Kardashians is just like no other. So maybe finding a series like that that is dropped weekly or even just getting one that's already out and limiting yourself to one episode a week or you could even do one a day or two a week or something like that but trying to have like a set time to look forward to something. Number 17 is to make your space nice and cozy with fairy lights, with candles, with nice warm lighting, with fluffy blankets, just making it a nice cozy safe space for you. Number 18 is to book some things in advance to look forward to so that you're excited for a few things whether it be scattered throughout the month or the week. Just getting on top of it and getting those dates in the diary. So things like cinema dates, dinner dates. You could do some fun stuff like crazy golf or like bowling. You could even organize some weekends. Maybe your friends live in other cities across the UK. You could go visit them for a weekend. Or you could do a little staycation, book one of those little log cabins. Even better, one of the ones with the hot tubs. Oh my God, I really want to go to one of them. Also going ice skating, maybe getting tickets to gigs, stuff like that. Number 19 is to make a conscious effort when you are out and about to really notice the beauty in the nature around you. So often we just zone out and we're too in our own heads. We just forget to look up and look around us and look at the beauty in the sky, in the trees, in the leaves, in the flowers, just in everything. Yeah, I think just consciously taking that time when you are walking around to be a bit more mindful and to not be so in your head and to appreciate the beauty around you even at this time of year. Like I I would practice this in summer and in winter to be honest. I think being mindful and absorbing nature is really important for everyone especially in cities where you have to not have to go out of your way to see it that's not the right term but you know you're not surrounded by heaps of natural beauty being in a city so when you are out in your little walk in the park or you know when you are watching the sunset 
Just really take it in. Number 20. So this is something that I mentioned when talking about this before and it is just romanticizing the shit out of the weather. (laughs) And you can do this by listening to the rain and romanticizing it, maybe watching movies where the weather's similar and they romanticize it. You can actually look up on YouTube romanticizing the winter and watch videos like that. I know there's a lot of like people that do vlogs, like cozy vlogs, where they kind of romanticize the winter. I don't know why I have it in my head, but I can just see like a really cozy, rainy San Francisco vlog. I feel like stuff like that would be quite comforting. Also taking pretty pictures of the weather and like the gloomy nights or looking at pretty pictures on Pinterest. There's actually a term for this. The Danish people have, wait, is it Dan? No, no, sorry. Like Scandinavian people or maybe it is Danish. I don't know, sorry. They have a term for this basically of romanticizing this time of year and being cozy. It's called like Huggy or something? I, I'm gonna butcher the name. It's spelled H double Y G E. Look it up. There's a few books on it. It's a whole way of life. And it's really just all about romanticizing the coziness, appreciating the little things, the hot drinks, the movies. Yeah, it's like a whole thing in Scandinavia. Number 21 sounds like a very obvious one, but it is wrapping up warm. Nothing is worse than being out in the cold and being absolutely frozen and shivering. So get wrapped up, just accept that from now on you're gonna have to get the gloves, the hat, the scarf out, maybe even the thermals, (laughs) the underneath leggings and the vests. I am wearing my vest every day now and I'm quite happy about it. It's very comforting. I tuck it into my pants. (laughs) I actually really want to get the long sleeved vests as well, like the nice white Marks and Spencers ones. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I feel like I used to always wear them in primary school. Number 22 is to either join like a team sport that means you have to commit to going to training because I think it's so easy to make excuses for yourself to not go to things or if not like a team sport then you could even commit to like a block booking of classes maybe like a block booking of yoga classes or pole dancing or whatever it is that you enjoy just like committing to a block I think is always better than just booking as you go because you're way, way less likely to not follow through with something if you've already got it booked and paid for. Even like if you're a runner, I know loads of people do love the aspect of running that you are just on your own, but I think there definitely is something to be said about like the community within like a team thing. Like my parents love running and they love running on their own, but also twice a week they meet up with like a running club and they all run together. And I think having that little community is really important. So maybe just suss out if there's any like running meetups or groups in your area. Also just classes you can go to in your gym. Yeah, just having a group thing to commit to is always a great idea. Number 23 is going to cozy pubs after work or after uni or at the end of the day. So like nice cozy pubs, maybe, you know, the ones with nice fires lit in them getting a little pint of Guinness, joining in on the pub quiz, meeting a few friends. You don't have to be getting drunk. In fact, you don't even need to get a pint of alcohol. You you can literally just get a cup of tea if you really want. But I think cozy pubs are such a nice environment when it's cold outside. 
There's also cozy pubs everywhere. They're a very accessible thing. They're also, because they're so accessible, like if you say you work in town, there's bound to be a cozy pub nearby. You can arrange to meet your friends in for a quick drink and a pub quiz after work. Number 24 is something I feel like people don't take advantage of that much. Well, as much as people should. Okay, so I feel like after since COVID, a lot more people now have a kind of flexi hour system in work where, you know, you can start an hour earlier and finish an hour earlier or you can start an hour later and finish an hour later. And I know the level of flexibility is varying throughout every company, but I think you can definitely make this work to your advantage. For example, starting an hour or an hour and a half earlier and then getting to finish at half three would give you so much more light in the afternoon and not really hugely affect your morning as long as you're okay with getting up a bit earlier. I also think you do end up saving time by not traveling in rush hour. So you end up actually, say you were starting an hour earlier, you might only actually have to get up like half an hour earlier because of the difference in traffic. Do you know what I mean? This obviously depends on where you live and what the traffic's like where you live. Or if that really doesn't appeal to you, you could even start an hour or two later and have your morning to make use of. This is another one of those ones where you just have to figure out what works for you. Because like, I know there are a lot of people where if you started later, you'd end up just sleeping into that time regardless. So if it works for you to just stick to the nine to five, then obviously just stick to it. But I think if you do have flexi hours, it's definitely worth even just experimenting with it for a week to see what could work for you. Number 25 is to get all the hot drinks in. Literally make a hot drink bar in your house. Have every kind of tea, have hot chocolate, chai, coffee, have matcha, have turmeric lattes. The possibilities are endless. There is so much to be said about a nice hot drink in the winter. It brings you so much comfort. I look forward to every single hot drink throughout my day. (laughs) As sad as that sounds, it is true. Number 26, something I am a huge fan of, as you all know, and that is dopamine dressing. Dopamine dressing, the term for this has kind of just been coined in the last, like not that long ago. It's a fairly new term. And it basically is wearing clothes that will boost your mood. So bright colours, funky patterns, different layers and textures, maybe colours you might traditionally associate with summertime, but bringing them into your winter wardrobe by using like bright coloured fleeces and jumpers and scarves and just making everything very dopamine boosting. That's the point of it. You know me and my bright colours, that is just who I am as a person. Another big thing for me is wearing things with smiley faces on them. I don't know why I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) Something brings me so much joy about a piece of clothing with smiley faces on it. And if I go out that day wearing it, I bet you I will get a compliment on it. I will make myself feel better and I probably will make someone else feel better. I know dopamine dressing isn't for everyone. Some people do just like to be head to toe in black and that is perfectly fine, but it just brings a little bit of joy to your life. And if you work in an office, I'm sure so many people will appreciate it as well. Number 27 is to make a happy playlist on Spotify, okay? But make a new one. Like don't just take your summer playlist 
and start listening to that. Make like a new happy winter playlist. I feel like the two are just different vibes. I don't want to listen to songs that remind me of like having the roof down, driving along the beach. You know, I want, it's like a different kind of happy song that you want to listen to and I don't know how to describe it and I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now to give you an example of, but I'm sure you can actually, like so many people will already have done this and you could even just look it up on Spotify. You don't have to make your own. I actually have a really good playlist that is for waking up in the morning in a good mood and it's just like I think it's literally only about seven songs and it's just all songs that you cannot not be in a good mood if you play first thing in the morning like there's just no way and that leads us to 28 which is listening to podcasts that make you laugh maybe uplift you make you feel empowered or maybe they're just comforting and make you feel content or make you feel better about yourself in some way so just finding different podcasts that make you feel good I can give you some examples of ones that I really like I think I have shared my favorite podcasts before but I mean I may as well do it again okay so number one obviously my sister's inner monologue with Olivia Neal number two my therapist ghosted me the funniest podcast hands down two girls from Dublin, Vogue Williams and Joanne McNally and they released two episodes a week, one on a Friday and a bonus one on a Wednesday and honestly they just make my day. I get so excited for those two days just so I can listen to their podcast. Another one I absolutely love is Jimmy Lang and Sophie Habu's Nearly Words podcast. I just find them so funny together. The Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki. They are two girls from Australia. They own the brand jagger and stone they're on instagram they're we the wild ones if you have heard of them they're just two really funny girls their podcasts are always hilarious they just are such high energy they're always laughing themselves their topics they talk about are amazing they always have great stories yeah i absolutely love that podcast and then another one that i absolutely love again is another australian podcast and it is called well it's called do you fucking mind but if you're looking it up on Spotify, it's like, do you F and then like star, 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 G, mind. It is just, honestly, this podcast will genuinely change your life. It'll change how how you view yourself, how you are in your relationships. That is what I absolutely love about this. It's so, what's the word? It's so empowering and it's so educational in a way about like what you should stand for and like people being toxic I don't know, all those previous podcasts I just mentioned are ones I find really funny and entertaining, whereas this podcast I find very empowering, very uplifting. Basically, she just hits the nail on the head every time with all the topics she talks about. I think she is like, I want to say she's not a therapist, but like, I don't know, I don't want to say something and it not be true, but she always does a little brain fact as well at the start of every episode, which is really interesting. Like, I think she maybe studied like neuroscience and she's really interested in all that. So she always does like a little brain fact at the start of each episode, which I find so interesting. And then she always talks about really important topics and like communication within relationships, toxicity and friendships, you know, learning to accept yourself, learning to be a better person to not be insecure like 
all really important topics and I feel like she genuinely improves your life when you listen to her and that sounds dramatic but I genuinely believe that. I have heaps more podcast recommendations where that has come from. If you want me to share them, I can just do so on my Instagram story. But I listen to podcasts flat out, literally all day, every day. Basically, if I'm not filming my own podcast, I'm listening to one. (laughs) Number 29 is a bit of an obvious one, but it's to have human contact every day. We are meant to be connected to other people we thrive off human connection even if you're introverted like I would say I am pretty mixed I like I'm a good 50 50 split of being introverted and being extroverted but even if you are really introverted it's still really important to have human connection in your everyday life so just getting into the habit like even if you do prefer your time to yourself working at home or whatever it is but just making the effort to have maybe 30 minutes of your day meeting a friend for a coffee going for a walk or maybe make the effort to go into the office a few days a week it will really really benefit you I think sometimes it's really easy to get stuck in your routine of just always being on your own and you think that that's you know the best thing for you and then you'll have like one day of not being on your own you're like fuck I've really missed this I can be really bad for that so yeah it's something I always have to make a conscious effort to do and it's why I'm so so glad that uni is back in person now even though I don't have many classes a week but the classes I do have to I always make sure to go to them just having that human interaction is so important every day Last but not least, number 30. You know I'm a big fan of my to-do list. I always rave about to-do lists, whether you do it on your notes app, on your laptop, whether you do it on, I don't know, a planner, a journal, whatever it is. Number 30 is to make your to-do list the night before. It's so easy in the winter to wake up, see the grey skies, not have any class or work to go to and just think... I don't know what to do today and just feel really unmotivated and really just like I'm gonna stay in bed type of mood whereas if you sit down the night before and write your to-do list and you wake up and you maybe feel like that a little bit at least you can look at your to-do list and see okay there are things I can accomplish today and things I do need to get done Yeah, I'm an absolute sucker for a to-do list. It just brings me so much joy ticking them all off every day. Yeah, it's one of life's small pleasures. So that is my, well, I mean, I say my, it's actually our solid list of 30 things to help you through this year's seasonal depression. I was able to compose that all thanks to you guys sending in all your suggestions. So thank you so, so much because I really needed to, I was going to say hear all that, but I guess I was speaking all of that. I will say there was one that came up a few times, which I am going to mention, but I didn't include it in my list because I really don't think this would help me, but I'll just mention it in case it would help anyone else. And that is to get an electric heated blanket. As much as I absolutely love the sound of this and how cosy it would be, I do not need another reason to make me get into bed or to make me not get out of bed in the morning. And I just think an electric blanket would be, oh, imagine just having to pull yourself out of that in the morning. It would be way too difficult. But yeah, I just want to finish this episode by saying that 
most of all, just remember to treat yourself with kindness. There is no urgency to always be productive. You shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to go to bed earlier or for wanting to stay in and be cozy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like it's so normal for the shorter days to fuck with our circadian rhythms and to make us want to sleep longer and to not do as much. Sure, look at like pretty much every animal that exists in the UK. They all go into hibernation. This is like our hibernation season. (laughs) So yeah, treat yourself with kindness. Get wrapped up. Go to bed. Don't feel guilty about it watch movies, binge watch Netflix (laughs) and just appreciate this time to slow down. There's literally no pressure to be going out and about all the time and being productive. You are well within your rights to cozy up every single night of the week if that's what you want to do. Wow this was really a long one. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it has helped some of you. As always thank you so so much for all the love and support. Share the episode on your socials, share it with your friends, leave me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I hope you all have a lovely, cosy week and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye! Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.